The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice with bands such as Simon Fraser University, Inverarian District, and many, many more playing G1 products. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Well, hello there and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. Testing, testing, one, two, three, can you hear me? (laughs) Yeah, you may notice that the sound quality on this week's Big Rab Show podcast may be slightly different because... Full disclosure, I did mention on the end of last week's podcast that The Big Rab Show is essentially um, without a a proper recorder for the podcast. I'm actually taping this again on my cell phone. So, thank you to the good folks at Samsung. (laughs) Woo! So, I I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Thanks to the Stone Mountain Highland Games and the uh, conditions there. I have to say, well, yeah, they can't control the weather, obviously. But, yeah, all of my recording equipment got absolutely drenched and it managed to kill our actual bona fide recorder. For those of you who've actually seen photographs of it and stuff, that's that big fluffy-looking microphone thing that I carry with me to competitions. Well, as last week's podcast was released... Um, yeah, I realised that I had to do a bit of an outro and uh, had no means to record it because the recorder was dead, absolutely toast. Uh, So now it is sitting here in front of me. Yeah, this thing is a glorified paperweight. So, um, yeah, your support on Patreon (laughs) is very gladly received. Uh, So, let's get into the domestic, shall we? Let's actually get a podcast done. Uh, So, yeah, I've been experimenting with this all week. I do know that the audio quality is not great. And I am a bit of an audiophile. I do love good quality audio. So, sorry everyone. This week's podcast may be a bit of a difficult listen. Uh, but it is what it is for us to try and get a show out this week. So, rather than have you disappointed and have no Rab Show podcast... We decided to make a cell phone show. So, yeah, there you go. That should be the title for this week's episode, actually. The cell phone episode. <clears throat> there we go. But, no. It's, yeah, you've already seen the topic of the week in this week's title. And I'm sure you've clicked on this week's episode because of it. So, mm, we're going to get into the thick of it as we delve into quite a huge topic this week. Now, we actually done a bit of a Facebook live stream last night. And... Yeah, asking people for commentary and emails and such. So we're going to get into it. But, first of all, let's get through the domestic, shall we? If this is your very first Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folks. So if it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. So, we talk about our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Plus, we talk everything from the Celtic music scene and the traditional music scene and all of that. Anything that has bagpipes in it, we talk about it. We are the show that focuses on all of that. So, if this is your first show, welcome Uh, Also, where have you been? We've been doing this for well over 120-odd episodes now. 
I can't even remember what episode number we're on now. It's getting crazy. Uh, so, yeah, don't forget to check out all of our big back catalogue. We talk about a lot of different topics in the bagpiping world. And, um, yeah, some real cracking episodes in their back catalogue, including last week's. We actually got quite a lot of commentary from you guys uh, talking about the on-the-ground report from the Stone Mountain Highland Games. And uh, I have to be honest, it was just the time of my life. And I think I kind of summed it up at the end of last week's podcast, or even at the start of it. I did say that it really was an emotional uh, kind of roller coaster for me. At one moment, I was so excited and full of joy and just cannot wait to get in there, you know. And then the next, I'm kind of being so melancholy and just realizing where I am and surrounded by pipers and drummers and just the love of the music and how far it's ticking myself and my show and. Uh, all of this it's just simply incredible so yeah if you haven't caught last week's podcast yet go and have a listen there are tons of stories and tales to tell from the stone mountain highland games and my adventures there with the guys of north texas uh but that'll possibly be a future episode of the big rab show podcast that'll but this week we want to tackle some of the big topics uh because we have a lot to catch up on so that we have a lot to get through so Anyway, catch up on what happened in Stone Mountain on last week's episode. And, uh, yeah, we'll revisit my America trip at some point on lessons learned and all of that sort of stuff. Anyway, each and every week we have listener mail where you guys can email us in your thoughts and questions and all sorts of stuff. So, basically, a lot of the stuff came in was all about last week's podcast, actually. So, shout out to Teresa Dyer. Hello, Teresa. You'd emailed us in. And uh, she's actually from Melbourne in Australia. Australia! Awesome stuff. So Teresa says, Thank you so much for the podcast from the Stone Mountain Highland Games. It was very unfortunate that you experienced the worst weather in 47 years of the games. <laughs> really? The worst weather in 47 years? It is normally beautiful, she says. However, I enjoyed your podcast as I live now in Melbourne, Australia. A long way away from home in Atlanta. It was great to hear the pipes and there is nothing in the world that can compare with the sound all over the field at the Stone Mountain Highland Games. And that came in from Teresa Dyer. Teresa, thank you for your email. It was fantastic. And yeah, I'm glad that I was able to be there, if anything. That's one of the biggest things I keep putting across. It was just epic, just being there. So... Yeah, thanks again to the guys at North Texas and Lone Star Piper and everyone else who made such an opportunity actually a reality. I I dare say I'm going to be saying thank you at least three dozen times. Uh, Another email came in then from Ben, uh, Ben Beeson actually. He says, hey Rab, it was great to meet you at the Storm Mountain Highland Games. I hope you enjoyed your trip over to the States and your time in the circle. Congratulations on the win as well. I hope the weather was better when you managed to get home. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> and yeah, the weather was much better, actually, whenever I came home. Uh, I have to say, actually, the day we were traveling out on the Sunday, uh, sun was splitting the stones. It was actually a really sunny day, very warm. And we were just on the plane wishing, why was this weather not yesterday? Why are my bags so heavy because all of my stuff is wet? Ugh, deadly. Anyway, Let's get into the actual results for Stone Mountain, shall we? Because I don't think we actually gave them out on last week's podcast. Starting with Grade 5, where there were 10 bands in total. Uh, coming out third place was Baton Rouge Caledonian Pipe and Drums. Well done, Baton Rouge. Uh, second place was the North Texas Caledonian Grade 5 band. Well done to those guys. 
epic. And in first place then, winning grade 5 in Stone Mountain was the Chattanooga Pipes and Drums. Fantastic stuff. I actually heard the run and, yeah, played very well. Well done to Chattanooga. On to grade 4 then, of course, top spot went to ourselves at North Texas Caledonian. Whoopee! Second place then was Nashville Pipes and Drums. Not bad at all. And third was Knoxville Pipes and Drums. So, yeah. And overall in grade 4 there was 12 bands in total. So quite a big grade actually. I was told for Stone Mountain. So, yeah. Fantastic stuff. On to grade 3 then, of course. Uh, coming out on top was Waken District. So, yeah. And for, yeah, I think Grandfather Mountain was there as well. And Atlanta Pipe Band as well. So there you go. I think for full details, you can go and check out the Big Rab Show Facebook page because, of course, I'm going to get them wrong and read a wrong name out of the wrong place and then get myself in all sorts of trouble, as I always do. Because that'll be stuff that Rab got wrong. Oh, I shouldn't really slap the table because that's where my phone is sitting. <sighs> Live and learn. Anyway, speaking of stuff that Rab got wrong. Yes, I shall set my script down here. Um... <clears throat> So, yeah, apparently we put something out that was completely incorrect on a previous Big Rab Show podcast. We were talking about upgradings and downgradings and such, and one band we were discussing was Ebrador, Pit Lockery, and Blair Athol. Now, yeah, apparently I got this totally wrong. Whenever I was talking about how many times they've been upgraded and downgraded and such, and how it was all very confusing. Well, to cut a very long story short, what we put on the podcast was incorrect. And the band are now sitting currently, uh, yeah, being upgraded into grade 3B. And the band has not appealed the decision. So I wanted to put that out there. Uh, So again, apologies to everyone at the band. That was a blatant mistake on our own part. I know we just kind of, um, we put commentary on the bagpiping world. We don't spit absolute facts. You know, I can't say that I research every single fact to within an nth degree. So there can be mistakes made. So again, we have been contacted by various different people who's listened to that episode and said, mm, you got that wrong, Rab. You know, they have been upgraded to 3B, sure, but they haven't actually appealed the decision and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's all a bit messy. So yeah, rolling into 2020, the band will now be playing in the grade 3B season. And I wish them well. And if anything, again, I just want to apologise because this is stuff that Rab got wrong. And I'm very good at getting it wrong. So, yeah, good luck to you guys. And again, you know, we don't get everything right here on the Rab Show podcast. But, yeah, there is times where we get it wrong. And sometimes if we do get it wrong, then please get in contact with us. Email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com and we would love to correct any mistakes that we have. Now... Speaking of the show and the poor audio quality that you're listening to right now, listen to that echo. <claps> Woo! It's everywhere. It's shocking. Anyway, even I'm struggling to listen to this, and even, you know, I'm recording it. Dang, I don't know what you are going through. Anyway, trust me, things will hopefully improve with your continued support on our Patreon page. Yes, if you would like to help support the show, and it will be. Now, more gladly received than ever, you can go along to Patreon forward slash Big Rab Show. You can get it on there. Go on to thebigrabshow.com, even there's a link on there to your Patreon page. Now, why am I directing you to it? Well, for good reason. Uh, We have a ton of extra content over there, exclusive for Patreon subscribers. So, we are calling you guys over there on Patreon, the Patreon faithful. Now, we actually have an entire episode of the Big Rab Show podcast over there 
that is exclusive just for Patreon subs. And we're calling it <clears throat> the bedroom episode. Uh, yes, I am not kidding. It was recorded at my uh, my trip to Atlanta the, to the Stone Mountain Highland Games. We're calling it the bedroom episode. And um, yeah, there's a reason why it's exclusive only to Patreon subscribers. So if you, <laughs> if you want, you can go and check it out. But you need to click support on Patreon in order to get access to it. And also to get access to that exclusive episode, you'll also get tons of other exclusives. We recently just published uh, yeah, an exclusive Patreon-only interview with Chris Pollock, bass drummer Chris Pollock. Plus we also have... Um, Episodes of Big Rab Show Plus up there, entire shows that, yeah, are just for Patreon subs. Tons of backstage videos, exclusive interviews with loads of people from throughout the piping world. There's a lot of stuff over there on our Patreon page. So, for five bucks a month, you can be safe in the knowledge that you're helping support us. And, yeah, hopefully we'll purchase a new recorder and new mics and stuff and we'll get back to what we used to be. And, um... Yeah, plus you'll get your hands on tons of extra stuff. You know, all sorts of goodness back there. Tons of piping action and content for you guys to enjoy. And we, yeah, we're posting on there quite religiously. A lot of exclusive content over there. So, well worth checking out. And uh, so, yeah, if you'd like to help support the show, go to thebigrabshow.com. There's a link on there where it says support us. And, yeah, there's a link to our Patreon page. And you can go and check that out. Tons of great stuff up on there. Also, don't forget to get your Rab Show merch. You can get it on the shop icon on our website, thebigrabshow.com forward slash shop, and you get tons of uh, hoodies, t-shirts, uh, tiles, tons of great stuff over there. So, yeah, go and check that out. And also, don't forget to check out our current promotions that we have at the moment for people who are learning how to play pipes and learning drums. Um, so, yeah, thanks to our good friends at Rhythm Monster, we can offer you 10% off with our referral code. Uh, all you have to do is whenever you're at the checkout and you're going to sign up for either a month or an annual subscription, you can get 10% off whenever you sign up just using our promo code, which is Big Rab Monster. So, yeah, what's not to love? Listen to the podcast. You know, if you want to take up drumming and all the rest, or even if you're an advanced player, go and check out Rhythm Monster. Their website's incredible for pipe band drumming. And yeah, just use our promo code, Big Rab Monster, and you'll get money off. Not bad at all, just from listening to us. Also, don't forget, check out thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo. And a lot of you guys actually have at the moment. So a lot of you guys are using our promotion with the Piper's Dojo and a lot of amazing content up there. And what we're offering on our website at the moment is you can take a test drive of Dojo Premium for just $1 for 30 days. So you can get the full access to everything, all your live lessons, all just so much stuff over there on Piper's Dojo. It's ridiculous. So go and check it out, and for $1, you can get access to the full premium membership for, for $1 for 30 days. So go and check it out, take it for a spin, and after 30 days, if you don't like it, then fine. All you've really spent is a dollar and spent time uh, yeah, you know, but I tr trust me, I pretty much guarantee, this is the Big Rab Show guarantee right here, that once you take our test drive for $1 for 30 days, you're going to love it and you're going to get hooked. Even if you're a complete beginner, never lifted the chanter before, or if you are an advanced player and you want to improve on your P-Brook playing. So there's so much stuff over there on Piper's Dojo. Uh, 
it's just incredible stuff. So go and check it out. BigRabShow.com forward slash dojo. And yeah, so let's go and get signed up for a dollar for 30 days. Not bad. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, by doing all of this, you will help support the show. And uh, yeah, we will hopefully get rid of the stupid cell phone recorder thing. And yeah, we'll get back to full-blooded proper decent audio and we'll get back on 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 song as they say hmm okay let's fly in we've got tons of news to get through so our news section on the big rap show this week will be quite busy now i may well just fly through some certain points but i will reflect you well well, reflect you i will tell you where to go and find all your information so if i do glance over a topic then please forgive me but it's because we have so much to get through First of all, let's get into it, shall we? <laughs> the winner of the Silver Chanter went to Andrew Roach. Yeah, did you catch this? Yeah, in Christchurch in New Zealand there over the over the weekend there, October 27th and 28th, Andrew Roach took the name his namesake MSR event, while Greg Wilson was the overall winner of the A-grade solo piping event. So, there you are. Not a bad weekend's work. Now, for everyone who's interested, you can go and check out pipesdrums.com for the full uh, breakdown of all the results and stuff and who all played and da-da-da. But let's just say the winner of the Silver Chanter event went to Andrew Roach. Second was Jordan Johnson. Third was Callum Carn, And fourth was Tim Dudley. Not bad at all. So, if anything... The event itself, I think as well, was live streamed online and you can go and watch that at your leisure. I've already caught some of the performances. I haven't actually listened to Andrew's yet, so I'm going to have to go back and have a listen to that. So, yeah, for the full details, go to pipesdrums.com and check out the all the details and all of that for a bit of competition. So, that well worth checking out. Anyway, uh, Garva Pipe Band, locally here in Northern Ireland, are recruiting so there's tons of bands actually recruiting at the moment shout out to Garva so they're recruiting and the band practices start on Tuesday the 5th of November in Garva Orange Hall from 8pm and everyone is welcome they're looking pipers, drummers, tenor drummers of all uh, <clears throat> all ages and all standards of playing are welcome so there you are it's Tuesday the 5th of November in Garva Orange Hall the band wants to see you there also shout out to the mighty Quinn Memorial yeah the Quinn Memorial are busy in recruitment mode themselves as well. But they're as well as looking pipers and drummers to come and play for them. They're also busy seeking a new pipe major. Now, this one was kind of interesting. As you guys know, the Quinn Memorial, Grade 3A pipe band here in Northern Ireland. And they're actually the Northern Ireland Champion of Champions. There we go. Uh, yeah, they're busy recruiting a pipe major now their current pipe major at the moment mr harry bloomfield has had to step down from the role due to work commitments but the band currently are pipe majorless so this is kind of worrying for anyone interested in ticking up the role however the band are interested in talking to you so if you are wanting to tick up that role of pipe major of the mighty quinn then now's your chance. You can contact them via social media or, of course, they've also provided different telephone numbers and stuff online where you can phone and actually apply for the role. So, yeah, interesting one. The Mighty Quinn actually looking for a pipe major. Hmm, worrying times because normally whenever you hear that a band's looking for a pipe major, your next thing you read is that the band is down and out. So I really hope that's not the case because the Mighty Quinn, of course, I played for them in many years. I actually was in charge of their drum corps for many years, quite successfully. So, so I have a very soft spot 
for the Mighty Quinn, and I just do not want to see them going down. So I really hope that they manage to get someone to fill that pipe major role. So, yeah, good luck to the guys at the Quinn, and I wish you well in your recruitment. There you go. Anyway, on to another story. Do you see how there's so many news stories to get through? We're just going to fling through them all here. Uh, yeah, shout out to the RSPBA Northern Ireland branch. Yes, they announced recently that they managed to raise a staggering £893.64 pence. Yeah, for Parkinson's UK. That's not bad, is it? So yeah, throughout the 2019 season, our president of the RSPBA and I uh, chose Parkinson's UK as one of his has chosen charities. So yeah, this week they've managed to present a cheque to yeah Gary Wilson who raises all the monies for Parkinson's UK uh, 893 quid not bad was donated by piping and drumming fans all around competitions throughout this past season so that's not bad at all well deserved charity and yeah quite a good sum of money going to them as well so well done everyone and to the RSPBA and I not bad at all now <clears throat> also I have to give a particular shout out to Wake and District Pipe Band Go on, the Wigan District! Yeah! Yeah, these guys were actually quite chuffed with the words I had to say about their performance on last week's podcast. (laughs) Yeah, they actually put it up a clip on their own social media and talking about how I paid particular attention to their bass drummer, Andrew. Now, I I did mention on last week's podcast that I would love to go and talk to him, but... I didn't get the opportunity. I didn't have a microphone with me whenever I actually met Andrew, the bass drummer of Wake, and that's a big regret of mine. I would have loved to have had a microphone with me to have a chat with Andrew and talk all about his amazing bass drum. And if you haven't listened to it yet, there are recordings of Wake and District at Stone Mountain. Uh, well, one more so on last week's podcast. You can go and have a listen to their medley performance in Grade 3. Very, very interesting performance. I've listened to it a few times now. And yeah, the words I said on the field, I still mean them. They're very, very good. So yeah, really entertaining, especially their drum corps. And their bass drummer is just brilliant. I really love what Andrew's bringing to the bass section there at Waken District. I really can't say enough good words about him. Definitely go and listen to the performance have, and draw your own conclusions. But uh, yeah, for what it's worth, my conclusion is that Andrew is a bass drummer to watch. And he is uh, a credit to the guys at Waken District outstanding music played by those guys top class stuff i can't wait to see his now in the next competition which i think is coming up shortly uh, so i do do hope somebody out there will film it or record it for us so we can watch it and uh, so but yeah shout out to the guys at waking district again thank you for hanging out with me at the Stone mountain games it was just awesome and to catch up with the legend that is joe brady joe brady I'm actually wearing the Waken District hoodie that I gave me. It's very cosy. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Wake. Thank you, guys. And, uh, yeah, wish you well in the next competition. Can't wait to hear the performance. Anyway, on to another topic then. Xavier Bordeaux. Yeah, piping extraordinaire. Of course, he has his own line of reeds and everything. He's recently just launched a brand new bagpipe travel case. Now, <clears throat> the reason why I slowed down is because I had to translate it from French. Uh, so yeah, you can go to Bordeaux.com, which is my terrible French accent, and yeah, go and check it out. This new uh, piping travel case from Xavier Bordeaux is actually really interesting. So many different compartments to it where you can throw your pipes in there. 
but also you can throw like your regular luggage in there. It seems to be quite spacious. So I do have a real appreciation now for people who travel with bagpipes and just the sheer hassle of it. You know how airlines always seem to want to make you check your pipes, you know, and you know, you guys know and I know, as soon as you check a bag in there, those luggage handlers there will basically just kick it across the floor, you know, that they have no real respect for what's in the bag. There could be £5,000 worth of bagpipes and they're just booting it across the floor. So... Yeah, if you are a luggage handler, by the way, and you're listening to this, then thank you. You didn't kick my bag across the floor. My recorder was already broke by the time I'd come home. Uh, So, (laughs) but yeah, go and check this out. This bagpipe travel case has really piqued my interest because essentially it looks like any other piece of luggage that you would take onto an airplane. However, you crack it open and it's full of tons of little compartments and stuff for you to put drones and chanters and just very interesting. Go and check it out. Uh, Bordeaux.com, that's B-O-D-E-R-I-O-U.com. Go and check it out and for the full product description and photographs and everything's all up there. Yeah, it's very interesting. Now, if anything, this is an area of the bagpiping world that's been developing quite a lot recently, is helping pipers travel with their instrument. There's a lot of different flight cases and different ways for you to transport your instrument. It's been an area that I've kind of been interested in since my journeys to the United States. You know, traveling with a drum pad and a pair of sticks and stuff was a bit of a hassle uh, because drum pads are not lightweight. And um, I actually traveled with my practice chanter as well because I am currently learning how to pipe. And uh, yeah, I got stopped by security in Dublin airport. And the guy actually said to me, "Uh, well, uh, excuse me, mate, but what the devil's that? And I said, it's a practice chanter. Oh, I thought it was a flute or something. (laughs) thought it was a flute he says i said yeah it's a bit of a funny looking flute i can see why you asked the question and he says do you play it and i said well kind of learning how to play that's why i'm taking that with me and I went, oh well, fair enough and that was about as many questions as i got so yeah i got a real appreciation so if you manage to land at a security at an airport with a set of pipes the amount of questions you guys are bound to have got so yeah perhaps that's a future topic of the week right there this whole area of traveling with pipes and with instruments and stuff very fascinating to me at the moment with how it's all accomplished and seeing products like this uh the bagpiper uh flight case and stuff you know it's interesting to me and it's a an area of the bagpiping world that i'm certainly paying it more attention to getting more of an appreciation for let's just say so there you go go and check that out by way of a shameless plug anyway on to local news here in Northern Ireland. The 26th annual William Kennedy Piping Festival opens its doors here in November. If anything, specifically the 14th to the 17th of November in Armagh. So for full details, go to wkpf.org. Now the reason why I'm pointing you there in the first place is because they have now launched their full program. Now there are quite a lot of big big names in here and oh i am going to be stupidly busy running around trying to capture as many interviews and all of that as i can with a bit of luck if i have a recorder (laughs) but yeah i think the guys of trist are coming over there's also the guys from brebrack so so many big name pipers are going to be in here like lauren mcdougall I'm just gonna I'm gonna end up offending somebody because I'm gonna miss out a name but trust me it reads like a who's who 
of the trad world bagpiping scene. Now, don't get me wrong, there is a serious amount of Irish pipers in here who play Ullen pipes, as long as fiddle players as well, but all I really have to tell you is that Ross Ainsley is doing a gig over here. What? Ross Ainsley? Yes, Ross Ainsley's coming over, so that is worth the, the price of a ticket right there. Now, as well as Ross, so many other big name pipers coming over. I, you know, rather than me sit here and read you a list, hashtag lists, you can go and check it out for yourself. Now, there's the WKPF.org, or there's also the ArmaPipers.com. You can go and check out that as well, where they have the full PDF program where you can download it and then print it all and then circle the gigs that you might want to go to, and I might well have done that <clears throat> twice. Um, so, yeah, it is kind of like the Northern Irish equivalent of Piping Live without all the Highland Piping, if anything. There's border pipes, there's Ullen pipes, kitchen pipes, real pipes, shuttle pipes, there's just so much piping action in here, and all from the traditional and Celtic music scene. This is an incredible festival, and I cannot wait to get to it, especially whenever you read through it, and there's some big name Highland Pipers in there as well, so, oh, very exciting stuff. So, <clears throat> Expect some coverage from that event, hopefully. And I haven't got to it, actually, in a few years. So, who knows? I may have to uh, grab a microphone, if I have one, and head to the William Kennedy Piping Festival and just annoy everybody around me. Now, that was one piece of exciting news that the full lineup for that festival has been released. But another piece of exciting news has dropped. Lincoln Hilton of Modern Piping. Yes, you all know Lincoln Hilton. He has now finally released an album. Let that sink in for a minute. I have constantly been asking Lincoln Hilton to record something and release it. And he hasn't. Ever. Until now. Suddenly, out of the blue, he just says, Oh, it's, yeah, it's coming up to Halloween. Here's my album. Here's my album. He's called it Me and My Chanter. And, uh, yeah, it's available currently on Spotify, and I haven't been able to listen to it just yet. I'm still trying to figure out how to actually purchase a copy of this, Lincoln, whatever you've done here. But I think it's been released exclusively on Spotify, perhaps, where I think you have to pay for the download or something like that, which I will happily do. And Also, uh, he says it could be available in major stores and everything from the 30th of October. So I will be busy shopping online tonight. As I am editing this podcast. I want to get a copy of this. Because you guys know Lincoln Hilton. He has so many viral recordings and videos and such. That he has released through social media. Lincoln is an absolute legend. When it comes to the forefront of modern piping. And so I need to get a copy of this. There's just no room for doubt. Me and my chanter by Lincoln Hilton. His brand new album. Take it from me. Again, this is the second time you're getting the Big Rab Show seal of approval. <laughs> you need to get a copy of this. Trust me. Me and My Chander by Lincoln Hilton. Released right now. You can go and grab a copy of it. Go and check it out. And then come back to me and tell me, yes, Rab, you were right. Yes. Okay, speaking of events and stuff like the William Kennedy Piping Festival, another event is coming up quite soon, actually. Saturday the 9th of November. Yes, the Levi Invitational Freestyle Solo Drumming event is rolling around again. And they have released the full lineup 
actually. So, the competition itself, like I said, is being held on Saturday the 9th. It's going to consist of an MSR performance and then, of course, the fun part, the freestyle performance. So there's going to be drumming, piping, and the whole thing's going to be judged from an MSR point of view. And the freestyle is just a bit of fun. So it's all in aid of a charity, which is, uh, this year, Enable, I think is the name of the charity. Enable Scotland, which is a charity for people with learning difficulties and other special needs. So it's a cracking good charity. So, uh, uh, people such as ourselves here in the Big Rab Show are sponsors of the event. We've actually, you know, given donations and we've sponsored the whole thing. But there's a whole slew of people from around the pipe and world who have uh, helped support this event. And, yeah, just get to the lineup, Rab. Who are pl- who's playing at this? All the drummers who were invited have either been finalists or semi-finalists in this year's World Solo Drumming Championships. So, the lineup consists of Callum Burns from Boghall. We have Marcus Wenlock, of course, from Inverary. We have Garth McLees from the Field Marshal. We have Les Gilbraith from Johnstone. Andrew Lawson from Shots. Rachel Tom from Glasgow Polis. Uh, we have Craig Laurie from Slot. We have Glenn Crichton from Boghall. We have Willie Glenn Huns from Loman and Clyde. Mickey McKenna from St. Lawrence Atul. Uh, we have Mark Hastings from Glasgow Sky. And Russell, Russell Esler from Scottish Power. Sorry there, Russell, for stumbling over your name. Uh, but yeah, that's your lineup. It kind of reads as a who's who of the drumming world. So yeah, if you are interested, I think tickets are gone at this point. It's sold out. <laughs> but I think for further information, you can check it out on social media. You have, they do have details up there. Saturday, 9th of November, the Levi Invitational Solo Drumming Event. Woo! <coughs> I cannot wait, man! It's going to be very exciting. And if anything, ourselves on the Big Rab Show team will be there. So, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to provide live streaming of this event. So, Saturday the 9th of November, make sure you're next to your tablet or phone or computer, wherever you watch ourselves on the Big Rab Show. And, yeah, we'll hopefully have live streamed coverage from this incredible event. So, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> now, another little bit of a news story that may have flew under the radar for a lot of people. Um, I have to say, this has been quite interesting. The establishment of a brand new pipe band called the Maynooth Youth Pipe Band. Now, this is a band made up of predominantly young kids. I mean, young kids, like primary school aged children. Obviously, even the title, the Maynooth Youth Pipe Band. Now, this band itself has been established with members of St. Lawrence Atul Pipe Band as a, you know, a way of giving back to the local community. The guys at St. Lawrence Atul, uh, namely their pipe major and a couple of other, the drummers. Yeah, you can go and check it out. All the, but guys out of the band are there, busy and heavily involved in tuition of young kids. This is St. Lawrence Atul now establishing this youth pipe band and getting everything up and running. Now, will we see them competing? Don't know. But if anything, it's incredible to see so many young kids down there at all ticking up piping and drumming for the first time and the guys at St Lawrence Atul taking an active role in teaching these young kids and showing them just how amazing piping and drumming can be. So shout out to the guys at Maynooth Youth Pipe Band and of course to you guys at St Lawrence Atul as if you aren't busy enough already here you are now teaching young kids as well as having to set yourselves up for another season so good luck to you guys. Uh, so yeah shout out to Maynooth Youth Pipe Band I wish you as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, another particular shout out is uh, to Scott Garden. Now, to a lot of you guys, you might actually recognize that name. Yes, Scott Garden, of course, is a piper, whistle player extraordinaire, and 
yeah, quite a experienced composer. Yeah, does anybody remember his release, uh, his book called Duality? Hmm. Yeah, music by Scott Garden, Duality. I remember it coming out. It's quite impressive. So Scott actually, yeah, I think we might have mentioned it on previous Big Rab shows, but he was a semi-finalist of the BBC Radio Scotland Young Traditional Musician of the Year, which is not a small thing by any means. But Scott, why is he in the news? Well, he's in the news this week because he's offering tuition services. Yeah, if you've got fancy getting lessons from one of the best in the business, Scott's actually offering his services for tuition. So you can email him, scott underscore garden at hotmail.co.uk. Or of course, he's available on social media. You can contact him. <coughs> Excuse me. And you can get all sorts of online lessons and things. So I think he does Skype lessons. He also meets in person, of course, if you are you know, living in Scotland or in the UK. So yeah, Scott, I think he has one of those first class honours degrees from the Conservatoire in Scotland. And we all know Scott Garden. He's been, you know, synonymous with the bagpiping world and the traditional world as well so scott really knows his stuff so to have this opportunity now to actually take lessons with scott garden incredible stuff so there you go go and check him out send him an email if you are interested in taking piping lessons or even whistle playing lessons for that matter uh go and check him out scott underscore garden at hotmail.co.uk there you go shameless plug Okay, <clears throat> Port Leithan and District have a bit of an exciting announcement this past week. Uh, they have announced a new appointment. Yes, a brand new pipe sergeant. Uh, welcome to Colin Walker. Yeah! Awesome stuff. Well done, Colin. So, brand new pipe sergeant there at Port Leithan and District uh, Pipe Band. So, yeah, Colin brings a wealth of knowledge to the band because he's had many successful years in Grade 1. So, yeah. I wish them very well. In a statement, he says, Kevin and I are very much looking forward to working with Colin. Oh, this is from the Pipe Major, I should say. Whoops. <sighs> Stuff rap got wrong. There you go. Pipe Major says, Kevin and I are very much looking forward to working with Colin. Our expanding numbers in the Pipe Corps very much needed this welcome addition. And I know that Colin will help strengthen the band further. Excelente. So there you go. Shout out to you guys. And uh, the band are currently in recruitment mode. They are looking for experienced players of either Grade 1 or Grade 2 standard and they're interested in joining Port Leithan District. So, yeah, this goes along with the, the new appointment of another of a pipe sergeant, Colin Walker. So there you go. Shout out to Port Leithan. If you are interested, you can go and contact them all via the social media. There you are. Also, another band that's busy in recruitment mode is here in Northern Ireland, Brushane and District. Of course, the Grade 4B Champion of Champions and also Grade 4B All-Ireland and Ulster Champions 2019, baby! Yeah, Brushane and District are busy in recruitment mode, so if you are interested in learning bagpipes, snare drum, tenor drum, then they want to hear from you. They, uh, Yeah, they're starting complete beginners and development classes as well as accepting advanced players and you know what guys with experience so any age any start you know anytime you want to make a start they are well and truly interested to hear from me because they have a full team of tutors there available uh, in Brashane First Presbyterian Church Hall starting on Thursdays from half six so there you go if you are interested in picking up the sticks or the chanter for the first time contact Brashane and the district yes okay let's talk about the Glenfiddich Glenfiddich Yes, one of my favourite times of year, actually. And I know I'm a drummer, and I shouldn't really enjoy it, but this past weekend from the Glenfiddich, 
I was glued to the entire thing. It was simply brilliant. Now, I know people have made the comparison saying that the Glymphitic is really the World Cup of solo piping, and I kind of agree. It is such a prestigious event. It's just insane. The standard... <laughs> Excuse me, the standard... Whoa, stop slapping the... Uh, yeah, so I keep forgetting my phone sitting there and I keep banging the table. The standard at Glenfiddich was just insane. Now, I'm not going to sit and run through every performance that I loved and really enjoyed. But I have to say, Jack Lee's Peabrook. Oof, really, really good. Uh, now, I, I am not a huge Peabrook connoisseur, I have to say. But now that I've been taking piping lessons, I kind of get more of an appreciation to what Peabrook players are actually doing. And not playing that high G. Not Peabrook high G, which is different from the standard high G. Uh, if anything, Jack Lee plays it in his Peabrook performance at this year's Glenfiddich. And it was one of the first things I picked up on. I was going, hey, 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 he's playing a high G, different. Oh, that's one of them Peabrook ones. Ooh, I learned something. Yeah, so as I've been learning piping, I'm actually getting a real appreciation for what the guys are doing. Glenfiddich, more so than what I would have done in previous years when I hadn't a notion what a scale was, never mind a G grace note. So, yeah, I've been really glued to this year's Glenfiddich, and if anything, what really kind of sold it to me this year. The Glenfiddich, we all know it's quite a prestigious event, and it's all the dignitaries of the day fill the audience and all of that, and we do have the creme de la creme on stage playing for us. What really done it for me was the MC of the event simply brilliant now I'm not taking it away from Bob because we all know Bob World normally does it and he didn't do it this year um, and it was actually the guy uh, I can't remember his name from BBC Scotland who actually done it now his notes and everything he had was simply impeccable and he gave you a real history into every single tune the reason why it sounds like it does how old the tune was who composed it why it sounds it like that and why it ebbs and flows and he talks about the variations and what to listen for and uh, I was glued the entire morning Peabrook performance I, I didn't step away from the telly at all so again I have to say thank you to the guys at Inner Ear who again smashed it out of the park incredible visuals top class and the audio quality as well I thought this year was much better than last year which might have been the kind of stoppy starty but this year zero problems the guys of inner ear but simply outstanding so yeah thank you very much for the live stream it was incredible so yeah who won the thing rab well overall it went to finley johnson second place overall went to connor sinkler and third was glenn brown now that's not to say that finley johnson was outright winner of both the Peabrook and the MSR. In fact, he finished up second in the Peabrook, and he also finished second in MSR. So, yeah, it was kind of a mixed bag, to be honest. But, yeah, staying in the top two position for Finlay managed to earn him the overall Glymphitic Championship trophy. So, not bad, Finlay. Well done. If anything, cracking MSR. I was, yeah, fantastic stuff. So, yeah. If you are interested, I think you can now go back and listen and watch the whole Glymphitic thing. I do think it is still available now online. All you have to do is search for Inner Ear and their live stream and everything. And uh, if anything, go and watch Callum Beaumont's Little Cascade. <laughs> 
You'll not regret it. Um, yeah, Callum Beaumont's MSR, and he finished with the little cascade. Oof, what a tune. Yeah, well done, Callum. If anything, I think that earned him fourth spot. Let me check my notes. Yeah, that did. That earned him fourth spot there for Callum Beaumont. Well done. So, uh, yeah, Glenfiddich this year was just simply incredible. Far too many good points to actually pinpoint some ones out there. But, uh, yeah, congratulations to Finlay. Lifting the overall championship. Well done. Uh, so also, I think I did briefly mention on last week's podcast about the world solo drumming. Again, congratulations to Stephen McWhorter and to all of our other prize winners. All well deserved. Now, a good lot of those performances are all now available. You can now go and I think it's on YouTube. Actually, I think of all places. All you have to do is type in World Solo Drumming Championships 2019 and bing, all the performances will uh, appear there in your search bar. So yeah, you can go and spend hours just watching performance after performance. Some of them are really, really good. So yeah, that's well worth whiling away a few hours. Now, I have to give a shout out to Alistair Murray. What a legend. Now, we did speak about this briefly on a previous show, about how Alistair Murray, of course, the owner and proprietor of Murr Reads, uh, yeah, went through a bit of a tragic situation where his house had caught fire. Now, we did talk about this on previous rab shows on Fuse and stuff, and how he was fallen on some severely hard times where he basically lost everything. The whole house was just gutted with fire and yeah he was essentially having to start again from scratch all of his tools his actual pipes his uniform everything was lost in the fire which was an absolute tragedy and if that wasn't bad enough then i think it was a day or two after the fact one of his dogs had passed away as well simply heartbreaking stuff now i actually managed to hang out with alistair at the stone mountain highland games and just have the best crack with him and if anything that's one of the things i kind of take from my experience of meeting up with him at stone mountain was um is he was able to laugh at it all you know he just had a laugh and a bit of crack and said ah, well the house burnt down hey ho you know i'm still here still breathing <laughs> and standing in the rain in atlanta so yeah whenever i first met him you know i said oh it's sorry to hear about your housemate and you know it's a terrible situation and the first thing he said to me he says you know it's put me off barbecue for life <laughs> so yeah the reason why i'm shouting him out on this week's episode is because he is now re-establishing his business mer reads now he, he just posted something there i think it was the 25th of october he posted this uh where he was getting set back up again and he actually made his first read again after yeah a number of weeks of not being able to do anything really so it's a very heartwarming story where there was a GoFundMe and everything to try and help him get back on his feet and everything, as well as try and get the business back up and running again. So the bagpiping world has really reached out and has helped him such a great deal. And if anything, if you would like to help, you can. All you need to do is contact ourselves in the Rab Show and we'll point you in the direction of the GoFundMe and all of that sort of stuff. Alistair is, yeah, quite famous in the bagpiping world and for good reason. He's an incredible piper of note, and uh, his reads aren't bad either, and that's coming from someone who's sponsored from by G1 there, Alistair. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to Alistair, and, and I do wish him good luck and everything, and getting set back up again, and it, it really does warm the heart whenever you see people from the bagpiping world uh, contributing and trying to help a, filer, a, a fellow a fellow pipe bander, do you know what I mean, to try and get back into a way of going again. So, it's yeah, it's incredible stuff, so there. Well done. 
Okay, on to another bit of a news story. Coulter and District Pipe Band have a bit of an announcement. They've announced a new pipe major for their novice pipe band. Yes, congratulations to Andrew Patterson. Well done. Yes, brand new pipe major there at their uh, novice band. So, yeah, want to wish them well. So, in a statement, the, the band's pipe major, Grant, says, I'm really excited to work with Andy and I've known him for about 14 years now. So, back when I was learning and playing in the novice band, Andy would help teach and a lot of the stuff that he knows today is all thanks to him. So there you go. I wish them well. Uh, brand new pipe major at the novice band there. Coulter and District. Well done. Awesome stuff. So on to another bit of news. I kind of have to throw the brakes on, unfortunately. Kind of somber news, in fact. All of us in the bagpiping world have lost one of our greats. Now, as soon as I say that, everyone knows exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah, Bob Shepherd had passed away there on the 25th of October, I think it was all announced. Uh, Pipestrums.com published stories about it, Piping Press published stories. In fact, it was published all over uh, on the internet and social media and all that sort of stuff. So he truly was a bit of a, a bagpiping legend. I think he was actually coined with um, you know quite a number of bagpiping products and you know, instruments and such. Of course, we all know Shepard Chanders and that whole RT Shepard business is just incredible. But I think he was actually coined um, with the production of the first fully synthetic reed, the full synthetic drone reed. I think and that might be Bob Shepard. I can't remember, really. Uh, but I might need to research that a bit more. That could be stuff that Rob got wrong. But, yeah, honestly... Um, it is a loss of a total legend. Uh, ourselves here in the Rab Show team, you know, we pass on our sincere condolences to the family and to all the friends, really, of such a legendary figure in the bagpiping world. Bob Shepard, uh, really, whenever you mention the name Bob Shepard, the first thing that comes to mind is Shepard Chanders and that tone that they had, especially that chanter tone around the early 70s, mid-70s, where, you know, chanters were notoriously... Uh, unreliable somehow you managed to get 100% bob on tone with Shepard Chanders so yeah he was also a controversial figure I'm not going to lie there are some people out there that kind of love to hit him you know some people really didn't yeah didn't agree with a lot of the things that Mr. Bob Shepard had done in his time but if anything he was a bit of a maverick in the bagpiping world and shook it up for good reason you know I, I believe so yeah Quite a legendary figure and will be sadly missed. So sincere condolences to everyone uh, and his family and all of his close friends and stuff. So a sad loss to the bagpiping world. We have lost a true legend. In other news then, looking to Australia. Yeah, and not even Australia. What am I talking about? It's not even Australia, Rab. I'm going to get all sorts of hate mail for this because I'm talking about New Zealand. <laughs> It's not Australia, it's New Zealand. Yeah, the Victoria Square Highland Day will be happening in Christchurch in New Zealand. 7th of December, there will be pipe bands and Highland dancing, all hosted by Canterbury Caledonian Pipe Band. So that's in Victoria Square, Christchurch, 7th of December. A shameless plug, no doubt, but a plug nonetheless. And apologies for getting mixed up in, from New Zealand and Australia. Now, the, the reason why I'm mixing them up is because this week I want to give a particular shout to Camille. Camille Lit. You are an absolute legend. Absolute legend. Thank you to Camille. Uh, she actually sent a 
pretty large care package in the mail full of all sorts of Australian goodies. Now, if you are interested, you can go along to Patreon. Uh, yeah, Big Rab Show on Patreon. We have a full video up there of me opening the care package and then sampling all the goodies inside. Now, there's Tim Tams, there's Arnott's Mint Slices, which they didn't last very long, let's just say that. And... Um, Tons. Of, what what do they call the, the little bags of crisps again? Jumpers or jumpies or something like that. They were awesome. Uh, so much a great Australian goodness was all packed into one big care package. So Camille, you're a legend. Thank you so much for that care package. Uh, both myself and my kids really enjoyed it. <laughs> my kids more so. The Tim Tams lasted all but five minutes and the mint slices even less than that. Uh, but yeah, care package was gratefully received and a full video of me opening the whole thing and sampling all of the wares is all available now on Patreon. If you want to see a video of me going, oh my god, that's amazing, then go and check that out. It's all there on Patreon. Thank you, Camille. You're awesome. Also, a bit of a shout out to someone who's awesome is Gary Smith. Yes, Gary Smith, of course, who famously runs the Kids with Cancer charity concert each year, has now put out a little bit of a sneak peek. He says the 2020 Kids with Cancer charity concert lineup has now been finalized. He says the lineup is now finalized and will be released in a couple of weeks. You don't want to miss this. Now, I have had it on the ground floor that the lineup for this year's concert will be epic. Absolutely epic. In comparison to previous years where it was kind of amazing, the previous two concerts were stupendous, but this year apparently, to coin a phrase, will be epic. So, I'll be keeping in very close contact with Mr. Gary Smith to try and figure out who is on this lineup? So, but apparently we will have the full announcement in a few weeks. And if anything, if you are listening here in Northern Ireland, tune in to Fuse FM Balamoney because in a couple of weeks Gary Smith will be joining us live on the air and uh, he'll be announcing the lineup on the air. <laughs> I cannot wait. That's going to be very exciting stuff. Anyway, another band that's currently in recruitment mode is Mackenzie Caledonian, the Macals. Yes, Grade Three band are currently in recruitment mode so if you are interested you can contact them on facebook at mackenzie caledonian or on instagram at maccal underscore pipe band or of course you can get in contact with ourselves here on the big rab show the maccals really want to hear from you they're interested in progression is what they have put on their recruitment notice they're looking for members to help strengthen all sections and have a strong focus on progression so that's the focus for the maccals yeah interesting stuff so hmm there you go. Uh, shout out to the Mac Cals. Now, another bit of a news story. The, uh, spread the brick. The RSPBA Northern Ireland branch AGM will be held on Saturday the 30th of November. Now, the reason why I'm deliberately putting it on this week's podcast so early is to give you all prior notice. Because... It's quite important, the dates and everything. This is going to be held on Saturday the 30th of November at 11am in the Trinity Methodist Halls in Balmacross in Lisburn. So you've heard it all here. That's where the AGM is. And we've already spoke about this on previous Big Rab Show podcasts. That this is where decisions get done. And where decisions get made on your own branch, your own association. You need to go to your meetings okay if you have an opportunity and your band can send you as a representative then you need 
I can't say need, I'd say must, you must go. <laughs> so there you go. All submissions for uh, motions and for nominations for officers and all that sort of stuff has to be with the branch secretary three weeks prior to the meeting. So the meeting itself is on the 30th of November. So I think that's up until the 8th of November. If I'm, I don't know if my maths is good. This could be stuff that I've got wrong again. So yeah, the whole branch of Northern Ireland branch AGM is on the 30th of November in Lisburn. You need to get to this. This is where decisions are made, people. So don't come crying to me whenever stuff goes wrong because then the first question would be, well, did you go to the meeting? Did you vote on it? All that sort of stuff. So there you go. You've been told, been warned. AGM's coming up. You need to get to it. Speak to your pipe major, your lead drummer, or whoever in your band and tell them, hey, AGM's coming up on the 30th of November. Are you going? If not, I'm going. <laughs> Someone has to go. All right. <laughs> there you go. You've been warned. 30th of November. Branch AGM. Go to. Also, don't forget, if you, you know, if you're not in Northern Ireland, obviously, and a good lot of you aren't, do pay attention to where your branch AGM meetings are. Now, I'm, I'm not sure how AGMs and all that work in Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, the United States. Um, but especially when they are here in the UK... Uh, you have your own branch meeting, first of all. Uh, well, this one's happening on the 30th of November for Northern Ireland. Uh, but also, all the other branches throughout the UK all have their own little separate branch meetings. And then all of their motions and that get voted in by bands. Then it all goes to headquarters. And then big AGM in Scotland happens. And that's when the final decision gets made. The rubber stamp gets put on it by the guys at HQ. And it becomes the rule of law in the world of bagpiping. So the branch meetings can be quite important. So, yeah, I can't stress enough. I keep saying this in Rab Show podcasts. If you have the opportunity to go, you must go to your branch AGM. These are big deal, folks. These are, like, not something to miss. Because, yeah... You can't complain all season about stuff not going right whenever you don't go to a branch meeting to go and vote on something. So, yeah, affect change. Be the change that you want to achieve. And go to your branch meeting if you can. There you go. All right, folks. I think I have bored you enough with news and all that kind of stuff. I think, yeah, finally, it's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the... (laughs) The scary topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com Offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you. With a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com LoneStarPiper.com Check them out. Hello, this is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. 
Lovely cup of tea there. I actually really needed that. I'm talking for quite a while. And uh, yeah, yelling into this mobile phone for a prolonged period of time is not good for the old voice box. But anyway, I keep complaining about a lack of a recorder, don't I? And the poor quality of the audio. Hello, testing, testing. But I'm still here. Yes, it's time to get into the thick of it. This topic has been rattling around the bagpiping world now since it was previously talked about at the AGM this year. And uh, yeah, we are now experiencing something quite unique. And I do feel a lot of us should have our own associated concerns with this. I know I do have my own personal feelings on this, but I will not bring those to this podcast. All I am doing here by way of a precursor is I am exploring this conversation. We've had to do it on our social media. We do put out a bit of a disclaimer, is that we are all we're doing here is facilitating the conversation. We are opening the doors to talk about this. And that's one thing that doesn't seem to be happening. There is not a two-way dialogue on this. What am I talking about? <laughs> what am I even talking about? I am talking about the redevelopment of the RSPBA headquarter building in Glasgow. Washington Street in Glasgow is the house or the home of our own RSPBA headquarters. And they have kind of undergone, uh, yeah, a bit of a... Mm, yeah, do you remember whenever we first reported the story when there was a fire in the RSPBA headquarter building? Well, there was a fire... And I think a good portion of the upper floor of the headquarter building was destroyed. Well, following a severely damaged headquarters back in 2017, an insurance claim was put in. And apparently that insurance claim paid out £120,000. And that was to refurb and get the building back up to scratch again. So... Yeah, everything gets very messy after that. Now, it does come across as being very straightforward. Building caught fire. Oh no, we need to get it back up to scratch again. So the insurance company paid out 120 grand. The building should be then able to get back on its feet again. Do 120 grand's worth of repairs and hey-ho, we're all fine. However... That's not the case. Now, as we spoke about in previous Big Rab shows, whenever they were doing financial returns and everything, we knew by the end of the last financial year, last year, there was £990,000 sitting in the RSPBA bank account. And to have this additional payment of 120000 of an insurance payment... Uh, that there was over a million pounds sitting now in the RSPBA coffers. Now, why has this sparked so much controversy on all of the rest? Well, I think there was a decision made to refurb the entire building. The whole thing was going to get done. Now, this was all presented at the AGM with the plans and everything and how it will look and blah, blah, blah. And it was all put across on the AGM for the RSPBA AGM last year. Bands had an opportunity to view this and they all voted for it and said, yeah, go ahead. Then... Mm, he, mm, 
Yeah, there was a social media post by the RSPBA themselves and they have put this out on social media and it has raised a lot of questions that we're not getting answers to, a lot of which are quite pertinent. So let's have a look first of all at the article that they published on their social media because yes, believe it or not, RSPBA have their own Facebook page now. Yeah, that was a thing. Um, so that that was a development that started this year. In fact, they're just getting onto Facebook. So awesome. Go and check them out. Give them a thumbs up. Tell them we sent you. Uh, so looking at the article, it says, No doubt you're all aware of the fire we had at RSPBA headquarters in 2017. Yes. The next sentence is very concerning. It says the directors had a decision to make with regards to the building. We could either refurbish, rebuild, or relocate. Now, I'll let that sink in. That sentence in itself has caused so much concern and a lot of room for doubt, and everyone's scratching their heads going, hold on a minute. Yeah, the directors had a decision to make with regards to the building. Now, mm, that kind of swings in the face of a lot of different things. The RSPBA... Uh, before they go spending money and making decisions on big things like this, would normally be called, I don't know, perhaps I'm wrong, but would you throw out to the membership of your association to possibly vote on big decisions like this? Uh, do you know, hey lads, we're going to spend a million quid building a new office here. Uh, we'll let our directors decide it. We're not going to give our bandsmen and women and drum majors, we're not going to let them vote on it whether they think it's a good you know spend of money instead we'll bring all the plans to the AGM let you all see how pretty it's going to look and then you can either say uh, yeah we think those plans are great or no those plans are bad uh, I think that was how it went really so the decision was made to refurbish the headquarters and work started last year 2018 now that's according to their the statement here that I'm still reading. The statement goes on to say, the building has had a lot of work put into it as a grade two listed building. We had to work closely with Glasgow City Council Department for conservation, which is interesting in itself. The fact that their Washington building was a listed building and that was an added expense. You know, they had to be so, you know, I don't know. They mentioned it themselves. Conservation, they had to conserve what was there and treat it with respect and all the rest. And that raised questions in itself as well. The building is in the final stages, however. This is going back to their, their statement. It's in the final stages of being handed over from the contractors CBC of Glasgow with an official opening next year. There you go. Good news. So the work's nearing completion. Uh, so if the contractors are CBC, and they are, so this is the construction company of contractors of Glasgow CBC who handled the refurbishment. Uh, that poses another question in itself. Was was that decided? Was there a tendering process? Uh, these contractors, CBC, who are they? And where did they come from? And why were they given the job? Uh, interesting. Don't know. Again, I think it was the directors who may have made that decision, as in the first paragraph. Hmm. The building has now been brought up to the 21st century. They've installed a lift for disabled access, they've now new soundproof teaching rooms, conference facilities, and a whole raft of new features. All sounds great. Now, this is what kind of... The next bit as well is also equally um, 
Controversial. To help extend the facilities, the directors still need to raise £150,000 to fit the rooms out to the highest specification. I'll read that sentence again in case you didn't get it. For those of you taking notes. To help extend the facilities, the directors still need to raise £150,000 to fit the rooms out to the highest spec. That's a lot of bread. So, they're currently exploring ways of raising these funds. So watch this space. This is on a social media post of the RSPBA telling you to watch this space. That's kind of worrying. They also said that there is more information on Piping Press. So that tells you that the RSPBA are now using the website Piping Press as their official spokesperson. So that is reassuring in itself as well. Uh, So, yeah, the directors need an extra 150,000 quid to put furniture in this new flashy building. And they're currently exploring ways of getting these funds. Now, whenever you read the article on Pipes Drums, or not Pipes Drums, on (laughs) Pipes Drums, woo, on Piping Press, my apologies. That's another thing that Rab got wrong. Uh, There was kind of stuff thrown about as to where this money would come from and all the rest. And you you can see the plans of the building and how it's all laid out. But your your various different conference rooms and little offices and it's all very nice. Well, RSPBA Chief Executive Ian Embleton has been quoted in this article. And he says, we are very pleased with the work so far. But much remains to be done before we can start moving our offices and all of our equipment back into the main premises. That's fine. So we hope we can coincide the official opening to to the start of the new season. It's a very exciting time for the association. We were fortunate in being able to build up our finances over the last 20 years to such an extent that the redevelopment work could go ahead. Now that line is concerning we were fortunate to be able to build our finances over the last 20 years to such an extent that the redevelopment work could go ahead so that kind of it makes me ask the question were these refurbishments thought about 20 years ago hmm you know uh, yeah if if the RSPBA were building finances 20 plus years ago uh, with yeah for this redevelopment in mind then I I don't know so many questions and yeah he also goes on to say Ian says uh, we have had tremendous support from throughout the association with branches even offering to help out if cash flow ever becomes an issue so Yeah, he also says, fortunately, we haven't yet had to take up their kind offer. So that suggests that various different branches throughout the RSPBA, Northern Ireland being one of them, uh, have offered to help out. Now, like I've just read previously, they're they're currently looking for an extra 100 and... (laughs) Uh, They're looking for extra cash to fit this new headquarters out with furniture. And... um, yeah, are the association now going to the branches and asking them, asking them for finance? According to that, no, they haven't. However, the article goes on, and Ian also quoted, and he says, "We also had a very nice gesture from the board of directors, 
who's offered to waive expenses for the first two championships of this year just to help the bank balance, even in a small way. So the board of directors offered to waive expenses. Now, I'm be very interested to see what those expenses were that they're waiving for two championships and how that will affect the bank balance. Uh, so we've extended this on a voluntary basis to judges compilers and stewards and we've been very heartened by the gestures of goodwill that have been forthcoming so that tells you you can actually go back and look at all the financial uh, details of the rspba and what judges get paid what compilers get paid what stewards get paid and all of them have associated expenses now we all, this is not something new we all know that judges do receive a payment and we all know that compilers and stewards as well also do have associated expenses when running a competition that's not a mystery we're not saying that that shouldn't happen if anything we're saying yes great but what's happening here is that judges compilers stewards and all of that are being asked to waive their fee and to benefit the rspba bank account so yeah when people pay their entry fee into an event or they buy a program or an rspba merchandise t-shirt or something that the money goes into the association coffers it's not going to actually pay a judge or a compiler or a steward for whatever expenses they may have so Finishing off the statement from Ian Hamilton, he says, We will, of course, have a full report on the progress of the refurbishment at the AGM in March next year. And we'll be working closely with the contractor throughout what remains of the project. Now, that kind of puts a full stop on everything. Kind of says, look, you're going to get all your information in March next year. March next year, we have to wait until we get all of our answers. So this, I don't know, there's so many questions about this. As we all know, RSPBA are a registered charity. They are, yeah, essentially receiving donations from the public, which, and then of course from the bands and from everyone else. And uh, yeah, they are supposed to spend that money carrying out their charitable duties. They are supposed to further the the love of bagpiping and drumming and all that sort of stuff. I don't have their mission statement in front of me. But they do have charitable works to carry out with that money that's in the bank. Now, having nearly, well, having, having over a million quid in the bank and then spending it on a flashy new headquarters. And um, it does raise some questions. Obviously, a lot of people in the bagpiping world are scratching their head and thinking, hmm... Who or what does the uh, new flashy headquarters, who does it actually benefit? You know, will the band see the benefit of a brand new flashy office building? Or, you know, could we have spent that money better doing something else? So, the questions have started filtering through now. Now, one such person, I hope won't mind me actually quoting but has been uh, asking some questions on social media and starting the conversation. And um, yeah, Scott Curry. A lot of people would know Scott Curry, of course, the owner of a, a fantastic business, but also previous drummer with the mighty Shots and Dykehead. Uh, so everyone knows Scott Curry. Now, he has been asking some quite legitimate questions 
of this whole situation. Now, I'm not going to sit and read word for word verbatim all the questions that Scott has been asking. But there are a lot of questions, actually, that we have yet to get answers to. I'm going to read some of the questions, actually, that really piqued my interest. Uh, CBC, which is the name of the contractor who are, who's doing the work for the, the all of the building work, it says uh, on their website, the RSPBA uh, Association called upon CBC to alter and refurbish their HQ. So the question is, does this mean that they were appointed by the organization as the contractor without you know, the work being opened up for a tender or a bidding process? Do you know what I mean? Normally, whenever you're awarding one million pound contract for a construction job, you normally allow various different contractors in the area or even worldwide to bid for it. A million pound contract construction job is not a small thing. So was this appointed by the organization as voted on by the members or was it appointed by the directors like they said in their statement? That the directors had to make a decision. So the question is if there was no tender or bidding process. And the contractor was appointed as CBC described in their website. So then who appointed them? What was the decision making process behind the appointment? What was the benchmark that was in place for ensuring the best value for money? And for cost management and just why was CBC selected in the first place? That's one of the biggest Biggest questions, I feel. So, yeah, it's a very interesting one. Also, there's been tons of questions as well. With this £1 million in the bank, we could have spent it better on investing in, you know, educational educational resources, such as paying for piping and drumming tutors to go out and visit schools all around the UK and teach kids. With a million pounds in the bank, I'm sure you could pay for a teacher for at least five to ten years you could also purchase instruments such as sticks drumsticks and pads and practice chanters even sets of pipes and stuff that you'd be able to establish so many other pipe bands uh, you know just by generating the next generation of pupil coming through uh, you know investing in the education of our new new generation of pipers and drummers uh, you know a million pound being spent in a building in washington street and mm, I don't know. I don't know. There's been so many questions about what the money should have been spent on better. You know, you know, can we up the prize money for bands? That's been suggested. Also, can we help out with travel expenses and help bands travel and from worldwide to get to competitions here in the UK? All that sort of stuff that's been suggested as well. Also, the settlement figure from... The insurance company, £120,000, does seem a little low whenever you consider that the entire office had to be redone at a cost of £1 million. So 120000 is kind of a spit in the ocean. So why was only 120000 paid out whenever the actual cost of the whole office was a million so that's another question in itself too. And um, possibly one of the biggest questions that I have been asked myself in the Big Rab Show, we've been getting questions in saying, why did we have to redevelop at Washington Street? Why could a building elsewhere not have been uh, rented or even you know, a lease been purchased or something? Why do we need to 
own this building and refurb it outright. Now, if anything, I think, now this is just rumours, please don't quote me on this, but I do believe that asbestos was actually found in the workings of refurbing this building in Washington Street. For those of you who know, uh, asbestos is quite a dangerous uh, toxic substance that was used in building old buildings back in the day because of its fire retardant uh, properties. Fireproof and builders used to use it a lot. Uh, so yeah, the building didn't catch fire. <clears throat> Go figure. And yeah, so asbestos was found and to remove it from buildings, you have such a lengthy process to go through. You have people in white coats and respirators to remove this stuff. And they have to be disposed of in a certain way. And it has to get certified by your local council to make sure that your building is now asbestos free. And that you can actually go and use it and without fear of death. Uh, so, yeah, very, pretty horrible stuff, this asbestos. And uh, apparently it was discovered in the building and apparently this was all removed without any additional cost it would, hmm doesn't make sense so i think uh, what us in the bagpiping world right now are concerned about is that there's very little in the way of answers there does not appear to be a two-way communication between the rspba the association themselves the developer, CBC, obviously, has a bunch of questions that, you know, would be nice to have answers to. But essentially, our, yeah, our questions are squarely aimed at RSPBA themselves. And this whole redevelopment, just how the money was spent, how the decisions was made to spend that money. Uh, because essentially, the money that was in there was money that came from us, the bagpiping world. You know, the bands, men and women who pay their dues and the registration fees for events and people who pay the tickets to get through the gate. If you ever bought a program, yeah, that goes into the coffers as well. So many different ways for the RSPBA to make revenue and it's sat in the bank account and now it's all being spent on the refurbishment of the massive big office. Now, obviously, we have questions. So ourselves here on the Big Rab Show in the production of this episode, uh, we reached out to RSPBA. We asked them, can they, you know, give us some answers to some questions and hopefully allay some of the fears. We did want to get both sides of the equation here. We do know, like I said in quote, that uh, Scott Curry has asked a series of questions online. Uh, there's also been questions raised on pipesdrums.com about uh, the judges at the World Solo Drumming Championships having to uh, contribute their fee back to the organization to help with the refurbishment costs. That was another thing. Um, so a lot of different questions being asked online all about the finance. And if anything, please do not get it wrong. We are not throwing out accusations here. We are not pointing fingers. We are not saying there is anything untoward. All right. What we are doing is we're simply asking the questions and saying that people are curious. Whenever you read these articles and things, it does pose questions. Because, yeah, there were things that we do feel that perhaps could have been voted on and maybe weren't. And if they were voted on, then great, then tell us. Let us know that, yep, yeah, these were voted on at an AGM and, yeah, it was all decided and was all signed off and it was grand. You know, everyone was happy about it and whoever voted on it that day said, yeah, go ahead, spend the money. Great. And this is how we're doing it, lads. Brilliant. No problem. Signy sign. Great. 
That's it. That's all we want. We just want answers. I think that's the biggest concern here is that the silence is deafening. Because as I'm sure you've realised at this point in this, the podcast, we have had absolutely no contact from the RSPBA. We have reached out to them, we've emailed them, tried phoning them, nothing. Absolutely nothing back from them. And uh, I think, yeah, it kind of does speak volumes at the moment. Because they're remaining so quiet on the whole topic, it's actually damaging. Well, I would suggest to anyone in the RSPBA, if you're listening right now, and I do know a good lot of uh, everyone there in headquarters do listen to the podcast. Uh, so, yeah, we really want to talk to you. We want to speak to you uh, and discuss this whole thing because everyone in the bagpiping world is getting very angry about this. And we do feel that perhaps anger is the wrong emotion here. Rather than pointing fingers and making all sorts of crazy accusations, what we have to do is kind of think about it rationally and actually get answers to some of the big questions that are being asked. Yes, a million pounds is a lot of money. It's a serious amount of money and it's no joke. And whenever we're talking about the redevelopment of a huge office space like this, of course, questions do get asked. A million pounds being spent on a huge big office in the middle of Glasgow. Who benefits? Do the bands benefit from this? The million pounds that's being spent, will our piping world be better for it? Will there or could there have been better ways to spend this money? And in fact, we have spent it now. It's gone. In fact, we need more. We need £150,000 more so we can actually put tables and chairs in this thing. So... Please don't get it wrong. We're not pointing fingers here. I keep saying this, uh, and I know it sounds like a bit of a disclaimer and a get out of jail, but it is honestly the truth. We just want answers. And that's, I think, essentially what everyone here in the bagpiping world just wants. We want the same thing. We all want our bagpiping world to get better, healthier, and just for more people to be able to enjoy our amazing music. That's what this is all about. So whenever we're spending a million quid on making our association and our piping world better, we're just concerned. We want to make sure it's spent right. And we want to know that our financial interests are being well looked after. And because we're not getting answers, that makes people worried. They get concerned. They turn to social media looking for answers and don't get any. And all they get instead is the angry online mob shouting abuses. Oh, they spent this money and it's a total waste. And blah, 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 blah. No. So, yeah. I, please don't get it twisted. I'm not accusing Scott Curry of doing that. I, I do. I think I did name him. But, yes, the commentary and the questions that he is asking are all very legitimate. I do feel that the questions he has raised, 100% on the money. The, there's no accusations being flung here. These are all legitimate questions that would need answered, I do feel. And yeah, you know, go to your AGM meetings, ask these questions. And I do think there was a branch meeting there recently um, held here in Northern Ireland where I do think that this topic was actually discussed. And it was actually raised at the meeting that we need more transparency. And we need to be involved in more decision making and different things as the membership of the association. Give us 
our vote to decide on how, you know, our money is spent. So, yeah. I hope I've danced on the landmine for long enough. (laughs) It's such an emotive topic for a lot of people and it can be quite controversial because... Yeah, it's a huge sum of money and a lot of people are very concerned as to how that money has been allocated and spent. And myself included, I am concerned. You know, that's a serious amount of money that could have done a lot of good in the bagpiping world. You know, it could have completely transformed our competitive season. You know, our competitions could have been incredible. And don't get me wrong, they are still incredible. There are some amazing events here. Um, But, you know, they could, you know, Push to the nth degree with a million pounds worth of investment into our bagpiping world. Who knows what could have changed, you know? We could have seen teaching programs the length and breadth of the UK, possibly even internationally so. We could have, you know, paid for tutors all over the world, you know, for five to ten years to come with a million quid in the bank. So, yeah, you know, I am not an accountant. I don't fully understand the workings of money and all of that sort of stuff. But I do understand that a million quid is a lot of money and to need more money to finish the job is quite concerning. And how the RSPBA plan on raising that money, we've yet to find out. But I dare say it'll probably come from our pockets. And that in itself is concerning. Now whether it'll come from our own branches as a donation or whether it'll come through ourselves walking through that gate on a Saturday. Uh, remains to be seen. But will we have to wait until March to get our answers? Like Ian Hamilton said in a statement, that they'll get a full rundown on all of the expenditure and all of that sort of stuff in March. That's quite a long wait for those of us who are impatient, like myself. <laughs> Um, But, yeah, it is quite an emotive topic. We're not pointing figures here. We're not saying anyone's wrong. It's just we're saying we're not getting answers. And I think that's the biggest problem here. There are probably answers to all of these questions that are all very reasonable and probably, yeah, probably all make good logical sense. And that's what I want to be able to do. I want to be able to bring that side of the equation I want to be able to bring you the answers to the questions that are being posed. You know, how was the contractor appointed? Was there a tender process? Um, Why do you need extra money? Why did the whole thing cost a million quid? What did that million pound get spent on? Please tell me you didn't just spend it on double glazing or, you know, fancy carpets. You know, please tell me you spent it on something really needed, like the removal of asbestos. You know... Yeah, or construction costs spiraled and, you know, all that. We need answers. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, from anyone in RSPBA, if you are listening right now, we do want to hear from you. We have reached out already to officials in the association and have got nothing back. We've reached out to the main office and headquarters as well as branch level. Nothing. Not a sausage, not a word back at all. And I think, if anything, the silence in itself... It's just adding more to the problem, I feel, rather than addressing it. So, if you have answers for us, great. If you do want to tell us, wait until March. At least that's an answer. And we can say, okay, we'll bide our time. We'll wait until March of next year at the big AGM and we'll get our answers. But right now, we're kind of floundering in the wind. We've got so many questions. 
Details of the refurbishment have been published. You can actually go and look at photographs and stuff of the refurb. They're all available now. You can go look on the Rab Show on Facebook and everything. Uh, we have published the photographs. That you know, we've shared them out there. We've shown everyone what the work was and how it's all looking all shiny and new. But as far as any answers to the questions as to how the money was spent, how decisions were made, there's no answers. And the silence is deafening. So like I said, I have danced on this landmine for long enough and I throw the door open to all of you guys who have an opinion on this. I'm sure there will be quite a number of you. You can email me in bigrabshow at gmail.com. I really do want to hear from you because I want to get as many sides to this story as possible. We did have featured episodes before on judging where we actually actively interviewed judges and got their opinions and spoke about the judging topic face on. And that's what we do here in the podcast. We have a conversation. We open the door and we talk about it rather than just say, oh, say nothing and it'll go away. This won't go away. This is quite a big lump of cash being spent here and people want answers so yeah we're opening the door for conversation if the association wish to use ourselves and put a statement out through us in the rab show then cool that would be great i will happily talk to you and yeah hopefully get an answer to some of the big questions that have been raised um so yeah that's it for another big rab show podcast it's been a bit of a strong one this week i feel um, and again, apologies for the audio quality. Yep, it's getting echoey in here. It's not good. And of course, I keep slapping the table like this. Yeah, apologies to the headphone listeners. Uh, so, <clears throat> yeah, with your support on Patreon, hopefully we'll get back up and running again. We don't have a million pound in the bank. <laughs> I'm recording this podcast on a cell phone. Uh, I think I'm down to like one bar in my battery. So I better go and plug this thing in and stop talking. Mm. So, yeah, thanks so much for tuning in this week. It's been quite an eventful episode, catching up on everything. And, uh, yeah, hitting one of the biggest topics to hit the piping world, I feel, this year. Feel free, email us in. We would love to hear from you. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Plus, you can get us on our social media, as always, The Big Rab Show on Facebook and on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, we want to explore all avenues of this topic, so please do get in touch. I dare say we will revisit this in a part two, or possibly part three, part four, <laughs> as the story rolls on. Anyway, don't worry, there will be more stories from Stone Mountain, but if you do want to get caught up on our exclusive episode that we're calling the Bedroom Episode, that will never, ever see the light of day other than on Patreon. Then go along, click support on Patreon, and you too can be part of the Patreon faithful and get access to tons of extra stuff, including that exclusive episode. And uh, yeah, tons of other stuff over there. Plus, you'll be safe in the knowledge knowing that you're helping support what we do here on The Big Rab Show. And hopefully, we'll be able to get ourselves a brand new recorder instead of this big paperweight that's sitting here. Uh, so, yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in this week. If this, uh, again, if you haven't already subscribed to the Rab Show podcast, please do click subscribe wherever you're listening to us right now. So each and every week as I upload another one, you'll get a little bing, a little notification to let you know that Rab has uploaded another one. Also, don't forget to give us that all-important rating. We haven't had many ratings this last while. 
Ratings are very important on all podcast hosting websites because it helps with our visibility. So, if, yeah, if we're trying to introduce more people to the bagpiping world. So, yeah, that's the best way possible. If you give us a rating on iTunes or Podbean or Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you're listening to us right now, give us a rating, five stars, whatever. Tell people, yeah, check out this amazing podcast and we can introduce more people to our amazing music. And that's what it's all about. Anyway, folks, that's it. I am out the door, and I will see you here on the Rap Show podcast next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another big Rap Show podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, G1 Reads, played by bands around the world, including our current world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com for all of your merch and to be kept up to date with all the news, views, and chat throughout the week. Also, check us out on Patreon and become some of the Patreon faithful for loads of extra content for just $5 a month. Until next time, guys, thanks for checking out the Rab Show podcast and we'll see you all next week. All the best. <laughs>